a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra, and I am excited for you to meet them. Now, it has been said that a child's first church is the home, Uh, and to be sure, homes and houses have been instrumental in the growth of the church. Uh, In fact, according to the book of Acts, the first church actually began in a home, not a temple or any other kind of building, uh, on the day of Pentecost. Pentecost shook down at a house. Uh, So houses, uh, whether your own or another's, uh, can be a powerful place uh, for for, for, for Jesus to appear, for piety. Uh, and for today's, uh, and, and today's guest uh, can personally attest to that. Uh, while he is, at his core, a wonderfully ordinary man of faith, uh, he's been made known to many uh, by a rather extraordinary endeavor that he, that has literally invited hundreds, shoot, maybe thousands, we'll find out here, um, of teens over the last almost 10 years now, over to his house on a weekly basis to simply have breakfast and learn about Jesus. Uh, Famously followed both here in Minnesota and beyond, the STMA Breakfast Club operates with a simple and, I appreciate this little pun-filled mission, to, uh, quote, create a taste, get it, for Jesus, for high school students from STMA, which is, for those not here in Minnesota, at St. Michael Albertville uh, High School. Uh, With Breakfast Club, values that include uh, creating space for teens to just be and also excellent food, Uh, you can quickly appreciate how gifted our guest is in creating authentic connections with young people and in activating the next generation of faith in very next-gen ways. Can't wait for all of us to hear more about it and the foundation of faith and family that he has behind him and it, because I'm quite certain that the inspiring house, which has now turned into a barn <laughs> that he's opened up to so many for so many years, uh, was likely, I think it's a pretty safe bet that that was first formed uh, with his own wife and kids and the Holy Spirit. So let's hear more about it. And from him, today's man of man, Mr. Jake Veneta. Hey, Jake. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, it is a, it is a, an honor to have you on, and we were joking, or not joking, but I was saying before we started rolling, I've heard your name so often. We have a mutual friend in, uh, in Jack Kelly, uh, who, mm-hmm. and Jack has been a, uh, a, a loyal uh, uh, listener to Mana, and, and f- f- for as long as uh, we've been doing this, he said, you got you to gotta get Jake on the show. You got to get Jake on the show. So I'm very glad that, uh, that we were able to... To, to get you here and to learn more about this really cool uh, initiative that has started, like I said in the intro, almost 10 years ago now. So let's maybe just, let's start there and then I want to get, get behind that. We'll get all like introspective about your upbringing and all that kind of stuff. But let's maybe just start with the uh, kind of the STMA Breakfast Club and how it just kind of the origin story of Sure, of yeah. It, well, um, you know, it's interesting you bring up Jack. He was a good friend of my son, uh, Jackson. And they uh, played hockey and knew each other pretty well and were pretty good friends. And 
So we got to the point where um, it was Jack and Jackson's sophomore year and our daughter Abby's freshman year. And we're just in this kind of time where uh, our daughter was in dance and Jackson was in hockey. And so we, we re- really knew this pace, this schedule of middle school, early high school, just go, go, go and evenings and weekends and dance competitions and hockey tournaments. And so that was kind of the pace of life that uh, Team Veneta was doing. We were just, you know, like many families, and maybe even some listening to today's uh, podcast, you feel kind of wide open. You feel like you're just running and gunning all the time. And so we started looking at, um, boy, what, what are some of the things that our own two kids have for like faith deposits or opportunities to grow with their friends, their peers, this fast paced, busy that you find yourself in sometimes, which I don't think is exclusive to uh, Minnesota or to the Twin Cities. It's just, I think it's just kind of U.S. culture of raising your family, right? So anyway, it was that tension that we were feeling and not seeing um, opportunities where they were, uh, for our two, really positive and that were engaging to them. And so we thought, well, Christy's really good. My wife, Christy, uh, is excellent cook and just, we, we had all these friend experiences. We did all these come out on the boat with the Venetas or, uh, you know, we did these birthday party things. A lot of kids had birthday parties in October. And so we did these, um, go down to Valley Scare, which is a Valley Fair is a, a amusement park in the Twin Cities. And they do this thing in October. And anyway, so a couple of years in a row, we take 50 kids down there, just, just friends, right? So it's just kind of unique. All, so all that backstory. So then we start fall of 2014. And we tell Jackson and Abby, invite a couple of your key friends, like friends that know other people. Uh, Jack was one of those and others in Jackson's class. And then a few from my daughter's class. And we had 12 kids at the first one in our house in the basement. Come before school. So now it's weird, right? You can go to someone's house before high school and have breakfast and then wait, study, hear about Jesus, like talk faith stuff. Like you're going to go there for real. So, um, but we did it. And first week there's 12. The next week there's 19. There's 20. And it kind of hummed along for several years, several years at that number. Um, and we all fit in our basement and we're a couple miles from the high school. So we'd get done uh, about eight o'clock or so. And then the kids would jump in their cars or actually that year, a lot of them didn't have their license. So we kind of had the minivan and SUV brigade that would leave our neighborhood. And it's, you know, three, four miles to the high school. So pretty quick, get there in enough time. And So that's what we did the whole first year. Um, And it kind of took off and kind of has grown from there. Yeah. When did you, because it has now, I mean, you've you've built a structure. Now you've got the barn. I mean, you've got, you've been on television. I mean, this is, this really has turned into a a, a bit of a movement. What, when, if you can remember back, did, did you and your wife, was there a a time when, when you realized, okay, like this is like, we're onto something here. Like this is going to turn into something. Absolutely. So uh, senior year of uh, my son's class, um, the last breakfast club in May, um, a lot of pretty key people in that class were here um, and are coming on a regular basis um, and bringing their friends or their teammates or, you know, who they're dating or those kinds of things. And I said, okay, seniors, where are my seniors? And they were all in the basement. There were 60 five or 66, something like that, students there that day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in May of 2017. And 35 kids stood up or raised their hand, whatever I told them to do. And I was like, 
okay, juniors and sophomores, like this is breakfast club. So it's up to you. I, I mean, if you wanted to continue, this is your breakfast club. It's up to you. So fast forward to August, late August, early September, um, started talking to a few kids in my daughter's class. Now it's her turn to be a senior at Abby and our first breakfast club that next fall. So that would have been the fall of 2017. We had 120 kids in our house. Oh my gosh. And it's like, we skipped a whole lot of numbers there. (laughs) And we had 30 that were returning and we're like, okay, what just happened? And it was at that moment that we knew, and it just kept growing from there. I remember, I'll never forget the day we had 167 kids in our house. We have a 2000 square foot split entry. Um, I hate split entries. Our our entryway is the size of a postage stamp. You know, you walk in, you either go downstairs or upstairs. That's our house. So we have like nine, I can fit 92 kids in chairs in my garage. Uh, I have a heated garage. And then we would live stream or uh, with a HDMI cable, do a camera to the flat screen TV in our downstairs living room. Mm -hmm. And that's how we did it that whole year. And we all fit in the house and it just kept growing that year. Uh, And then fast forward to the next year, we didn't fit in the house. So we we moved to two houses. So one of our neighbors was walking by us, the Williams, um, they live right down from us, Uh, Don and Kim, they're amazing people, just a beautiful family. And they're, they're like, hey, if you ever need any help with Breakfast Club, let us know, which is kind of the joke now because it's like, if you ask Jake that, you, you're <laughs> going to get – so we, we put I the know. freshmen and sophomores at their house, live streamed it wow. across the neighborhood. So within the first week, they were full. We were full. So we were right at that uh, 180 to 225-ish or so that next fall. Anyway, so it's just stories like that where the kids just kept coming and it kept getting momentum and we kept teaching them about the Lord and telling them God loves you. He has a plan for you and it's a good one. And we love you. We care about you. We want to see you um, succeed. And so does God. And here's this Jesus and he's legit and I'm following him and maybe you should too. So that's kind of our our MO. It's just this real soft, like, hey, this thing's a big deal. Not because we're a big deal, because he's a big deal. And so let's get after it and have some fun in the process. Totally, totally. Well, and and I love, which I didn't know, but I love that really the growth story is, was fueled by the the young people. It wasn't, it wasn't you and your wife saying, all right, we're going to do this and let's go. And so, but the, but that started with two young people, which were your own kids. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. I mean, obviously you know, they were, they were raised in, in, in a, in a household where, you know, I think a lot of teens, um, you know, if their parents said, Hey, we're going to have a, a Bible thing and we want you to invite some friends. A lot of teens would be like, uh, no, that's, 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 that's not my, that's not my deal. So, so, you know, obviously your, your kids grew up in a very faith filled home where they were, they were confident and, and didn't feel self-conscious about inviting friends over to talk about God before school, which is wonderful. Was that, was that you? Like, is that how you grew up? That's a good question. Yeah. So I, um, I grew up in a home of faith for sure. Um, and three times a week, that was us Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I was in Awana. I don't know Mm -hmm. if any listeners out there were in Awana, but I was, um, and it's is a which is a club where you memorize scripture and do some different things like that. Um, so that was my home growing up, older brother, younger sister, and so faith was a very big part of it. Something clicked for me in high school, and it was like there's two or three kids from my whole high school going to my church, 
and so me and a buddy of mine that was on one of my teams, his name was Wes, we started a Bible study at the high school. Um, and this is back in the early nineties, which I know I'm dating myself, but, um, anyway, so I had a little bit of that, like do something, don't just sit and, you know, and and I remember it, um, for, for our kids, it was, I knew they weren't the ones to do that. Just kind of how God wired both of their personalities, but they also took a risk in inviting their friends like that. Those moments to say, come to my house with my dad. Yeah. So I look at that just as a father, like the, I don't know if it's pride for them, proud of, or trust, I think is a big one. They knew I'm not going to screw this up. I'm not going to make it worse for you, but it was hard for them. Uh, honestly, is what we've heard now that they're long gone from high school, yeah. different moments, different things, because, you know, we're right at the center of the whole thing and it's high school is tough to navigate anyway. So it wasn't all tulips and roses, um, just trying to navigate. This is at your house. It's your parents. Some of them were really good friends with our, our two kids. Some of them either were in a different friendship group or maybe even, even didn't like them, you know? So it's just, it was a very unique thing, uh, that, that we have kind of heard about, uh, after, you know, now that my son's 24 and my daughter's 22. Yeah. The first time we talked, which wasn't that long ago, it, you said something that was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna love this guy," because <laughs> we, we were making the you know a little small talk, and oh, I've heard about this thing; it's gonna be great. And you said something effective like, "Hey, it's not me. This is just this is just the Holy Spirit working here. This is I'm just you know what, however it happened, I'm just you know part of the I'm the, I'm a little bit of this channel. When or not when, but the, well, yeah, I guess when." For you, going back again, so you raised in a, you know, surrounded by faith as, as, as a young person, you know, growing up, but to, but that perspective, that, that, that not, it's not even a perspective. It's the, the realization that, you know, we're all just here. This isn't our work. You know, this breakfast club isn't your doing, you know, this is, this isn't you and your wife engineering this. And then all of a sudden successful, this is, this is God working through you. When did that realization sink in for you? Not necessarily with this breakfast club, but just overall, I mean, because this is obviously what is shaping your life, you know, outside of this endeavor. Do you, was there, was there a, a specific point as a, as an adult where you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm now understanding here that this is about more about my surrender and doing his will, not mine. Uh, or, or has it just kind of gradually just built over time? And this just happens to be one of the more recent chapters of it. Yeah, I'd say it's maybe more the latter. It's kind of grown over time. There wasn't ever like an epiphany, like Balthazar's feast where there's some writing on the wall or Gideon, you know, there, Oh, there's the towels that are all wet on the front porch. Was that, there wasn't anything like that. You know, it was for me in just Christy and I's story, it's been, um, I think what God has really been showing us is this. It's a very simple truth that's true for all of us, regardless of our gifting, our perceived, our, our self-perceived success in ministry or not. It's this. Hey, just do what I got you doing. Let me handle all the hard stuff because you can't handle it anyway. And you just be faithful. Yeah. And that to me, what I've started to see, especially with Breakfast Club here, you know, in my our the story of our life and our family and so forth is it's, you know, I, I've probably worked harder at other things I've tried to do 
than this. And, and, and this is hard work. I mean, it's this thing's a monster now. It's it's rolling. It, there's a lot going on. But to me, it's this the thing the Lord is showing Christy and I is just be obedient. Lead what I tell you to lead. Let me handle all the hard stuff. And our story, literally, the Spirit decided to blow a little teeny wind of blessing into it. And everybody that has seen it or heard about it sees the results. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like when God's spirit, I'm not even talking gale force wind. I'm talking just enough to get a little ripple across the lake. This is what we're seeing. And there's other breakfast clubs that have started. And it's like, if God chooses through his infinite wisdom and his divine supreme plan that he has for all of our lives to do that, those will... And I mean, some of them are in year two and they're already over a hundred kids. I'm like, good grief. We were in year four and we were barely cracking 50 kids coming, you know? So it's just, we, we, especially in Western American, like we would compare numbers, how big your thing, how big your thing. And I don't really think God, he cares about numbers because that means people and lives and souls. But anyway, I'm kind of rambling here. I hope that makes sense. No, it's the best kind of rambling. And and I just think it's, again, such a great testament, not only for you and your wife to, you know, answer, you know, the call and it doesn't have to be capital C call, but I mean, but it's also, again, the power of, of youth and of just inviting young people. I think sometimes as, as us old people, I'm dating both of us here. Sometimes we, we, we prematurely sort of disqualify youth from, 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 you know, kind of genuinely activating their own faith because, ah, oh, you know, they're busy or, ah, oh, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's not there. You know, they'll grow into it. And what this is such a great example of is like, you know, making the invitation literally uh, to young people to, to, convene and to be open and just learn is it can it can do you know god's imagination is way better than ours yeah and and this is another testament to that Uh, and i think the more people that can see it that can model it um it's just such a blessing and so you just have to be i know i know you're too humble to say that you're proud of it but is it's this is a remarkable I think achievement and on, on behalf of all parents out there, I just, I thank you for doing it and giving yeah. and, and providing that example. Well, I appreciate your very kind words. You said something there and it just triggered a thought and it's something we can all do. And sometimes teenagers are scary because you know, we either don't know how to relate to them or they think we're not cool, which we're not. And so <laughs> at all. And so what I find are the people that are authentic. I call it the Garth Brooks effect and whether you like Garth or not, I've watched a couple of his specials and even if you don't like country music, there's an authenticness to him and people that go to his concerts there, you're just, I mean, he's up there crying on stage and he's doing all these things. And it's like, you, you feel like you're the only person in the room. And I think God gave him a gift just to show me, maybe people listening, like Jesus had the same effect. Like he had this way about him that everyone felt like I'm special. I'm important. And there was a genuineness So I think we can all just be genuine. Just be yourself. There was this guy and came up to see us, and he they're starting uh, one of the breakfast clubs in in a city here in Minneapolis, more inner city, harder or more diverse things maybe to face. But he was grandpa. He's retired. He's a grandpa. He you know kids are uh, his kids are a little bit younger than me, you know, and so he's got grandkids and great grand and and he's like crying 
telling me about how much he cares about these kids. And he's like, I'm not you, Jake. I can't stand in front of all these kids and speak. And I'm like, yeah, but you're the guy. Because mm-hmm. when kids see your heart, that's all. That's anyway. So I wanted to share that. And the other thing you were saying is it, we kids are look, if adults create space, that's a phrase that God has given us for this. Just create the space. Yeah. Just create it. Like we already have it. We didn't have to build anything. We already had a house. We already had a garage. Yeah. I mean, we ended up having to build something because we didn't fit in all that. But it it's like everybody has that. It's a simple model. And just create space for students. They're looking for it. I sat with a pretty well-known, successful football coach just two or three days ago. And he said, Jake, you know what guys are looking for? I said, tell me, coach. High school football coach here in the Twin Cities, he said they're looking to be held accountable and to be in a relationship from an adult that cares about them. And I was like, wow, we can all do that. We can all help hold a kid accountable through a relationship where they know we care. It's pretty cool. Very cool. No, you're absolutely right. Create the space and, and let it happen and yeah, just and be open and be ready when, you know, I heard another great quote years ago, you know, God's never um, expecting an answer to a question that he hasn't asked yet. You know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but, when he, but when he asks, <laughs> be mm-hmm. ready, you know, be ready to answer. So, all right. Well, hey, we, um, uh, we are already at the time here in the big show uh, uh, for a segment that we call our fun segment, uh, where we ask the same three questions of every guest and uh, just see what they have to say. So uh, three quick questions. Fun segment question number one. Ooh. Uh-huh. Here we go. Excited. Here we go. Yes, exactly. If Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow or knocked on the barn door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out with you for the day, you got a whole day to spend with Jesus. How are you going to spend your day? Oh, man. Um, I would want to do something in creation with him that's pretty rad and fun. So... Since he's Jesus, we don't have to take a jet and we could just go there. So for me, it'd be something mountain biking, high exertion, really cool, really like we're doing it together. And then we'd end up by a river somewhere having dinner and talking for four or five hours about everything. And to have one-on-one time with the king, the the off, I mean, are you kidding me? I would be... I mean, drinking sweet tea, um, eating some, you know, cheesy bacon fries and just laughing and talking. And that would be super mind-blowingly rad for me. I love it. I love it. All right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, famous or not, it there's only two rules. You're going to church and you're going with another guy. Who are you taking to church? Who am I taking to church? Man. Or going to church with. Yeah, it's not church with. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Man, that's a good one. Um, I think um, I would want to uh, go to church and sit there and listen. And then, again, to me, it'd be, be in that worship service together and then talk with one of my kind of all-time heroes who I know is a man of faith, which would be President Lincoln. Mm. Can you imagine like the culture he was, that era, what he had to do? And then we worship the Lord together. We hear a sermon and then hear how he thinks, how he processed it and how I did. So I'm going with Abe Lincoln on this one. Love it. 
Love it. One of one of my favorite quotes from any president, any person, was um, something to the effect of. Uh, he said something like, you know, I found myself many, many times on my knees because I didn't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, that'd, he'd be, that'd be wild. All right. Uh, wrapping it up. Fun segment question number three. Uh, if you could give just one piece of advice, and, and now you're, you have a, you, I say this to a lot of the guests, but I say it more like generously, like, oh, I'm sure you've done this and now you can just like, you know, bring up a greatest hit or something. You literally have done this now for ten years, so you you quite literally can 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 probably remember or have something very much at the tip of your tongue here. So this is about advice. So if you could give one piece of advice, just one piece of advice to a younger man, so think of all these boys that have been uh, attending uh, the Breakfast Club. What what either would be that one piece of advice, or what has been? the one piece of advice that you really want young people? Man, that's um, such a great question. I only get one that's hard because mm-hmm. I like to talk a lot. <laughs> My number one piece of advice I would give a young man that would change and revolutionize, um, I think, the rest of his life is the number one thing I think it means to be a man, which the very first man was incapable of accomplishing, which is why we got into this mess. I'm talking about Adam from Genesis. And that the number one piece of advice I would give is the number one thing it means to be a man is to resist passivity. Don't be passive. Be an activator and executor in your faith, in how you honor and love ladies, in how you honor and serve the king, in how you do... Anyway, don't be passive. And that's uh, if we could get more guys, more young men to understand that and what that really means and how to walk that out and execute that, uh, we, we'd have a lot. Um, the future would be brighter. Amen to that. That is that is fantastic. Uh, Jake Veneta, thank you so much for uh, for everything you're doing out there uh, in the in the greater St. Michael Albertville area. There, I grew up in Annandale, so we you know oh, yeah. Michael a little bit of a suburb to Annandale, or vice versa, either way. Yep. Uh, so big fan, uh, big fan of the work uh, that you're doing. It's so meaningful, and thank you for sharing it here. This has been great to be able to have more people hear about this great uh, movement, and we can't wait to see what the next ten years uh, brings for it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor to share and uh, hopefully maybe encourage or inspire one of the men listening. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.